This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. From the home of all things white bread, white gravy, and white trash, your co-host for today, Cade Tolbert-Smith I from Cookville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know what that's really the home of besides cactuses, hot weather, uh, snakes, rattlesnakes, and scorpions, and black widows. We have all of those wonderful things. And you're listening to Horses of the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Monday, September 24th, 2018, episode 2022. Brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Oh my gosh, can you guys believe it? The day is finally here. I have Cade as a co-host. Hi, Cade. Good morning. You have become one of the favorite people in the auditor's room and one of my favorites as well. Um, you've been on the show before and just a, a kind of calling in, I think, and and you always made me laugh, and I'm so excited to finally have the opportunity to co-host with you. So thanks for leaving, Glenn. Hope you had fun on your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so tell me, tell me, a li- tell all of us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my God. Well, there's not really a little bit about me in any sense of the word. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm originally from Lower Alabama and Florida. I've lived all across Tennessee. My first childhood toy was a cowboy that I lost all his clothes. His name was Naked Pete. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's that's my intro to horses. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Pete. Oh, bless his heart. Um, it's Naked Pete. Oh, sorry, Naked Pete. And you know what I, Naked Pete makes me think of is um, Woody from Toy Story. Like, mm-hmm. what if he was naked? But what did Naked Pete have to say when you walked out the door? Like, why is this guy keeping me naked? Why doesn't he keep me clothes? What would Naked Pete have said when you walked out the door? Honestly, Naked Pete went everywhere. So he was a tro- he was a trooper. <laughs> naked Pete was your best friend growing up. Well, that's great. Well, we've got an awesome show for you guys today. And, uh, Jemmy, why don't you tell us about it? I do believe, for the record, that would be Naked Woody. And I don't think that'd be appropriate for a children's movie. I'm just saying. All right. Anyways, on to the show. Naked Woody would be really, really... Run away, children. If you hear somebody carrying around a Naked Woody, run away. Run away. Run away. All right. On today's show. Let's get it together, people. Guest Kyle Rothfuss of OTTV Training joins in to talk to us about Run Beaky Run's amazing journey. Glenn gives us an interview on breeding and training 
of the Andalusians with Mario Contreras, the head trainer of the Medieval Times in Chicago. And of course, Kate is joining us today. Yay! Yay! And Jamie will give us the latest in first world problems. They're really first world equestrian problems. And I didn't do it. It's all you people, all you auditors with all your problems. So we're going to hear about those right now, Cade. It's your turn for a Daily Winnie. All right. My Daily Winnie today goes out to my very best friend, Jennifer Welch, who um, I've been taking care of. She fell off a ladder, broke both of her legs. <gasps> yes. On the day of her son's first horse show. So, <laughs> oh my god well, I've been taking care of her and also her horse boards at my house um, so my daily winning goes out to her because she does make my life better even though I have to push her around in a wheelchair and let's be honest you probably having to do a little bit more for her than just push her around in a wheelchair you're correct <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy so you have a, a boarding facility at your house well, no, it's just a private farm um, that I let her stay at my place with. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, cool, see, we're learning more about you as the show goes along. All right, my Daily Winnie. Okay, so here's the deal. And I haven't said this out loud until right now. And the, the Daily Winnie goes out to all y'all who listen to me because... I don't, I live in this little island of flyover farm here in Phoenix, and I have a couple boarders and a couple students, and I've kind of weaned everybody down because, you guys, I'm moving, and I am moving on October 17th. Oh, my God, I said the date out loud. There's an actual day that we are leaving the farm. I can't believe it. Our farm here in Arizona is under contract. We put it on up for sale and the MLS, which is like what they sell houses and stuff with, um, it w we had an appointment in 15 minutes. The house basically sold in five days, which is great because you guys know me keeping my house clean with four dogs and living on a farm for like a long extended period of time is like death to me. So it can't happen. So anyway, I just want to, I'm letting you guys know first. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Well, it, it, it's insane, but... I, 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 here's the problem, Kate, is like, if I'm going to give you guys the honest truth, is I haven't told a whole lot of people that are like real people here in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's weird. So I don't want to like call, like, there's a lot of people that I haven't talked to a lot this summer that I've been friends with, like Lucas went to school with, and I haven't talked to a lot of them. And I kind of feel like it's their fault for not keeping in touch with me. <laughs> so... Instead of, uh, and that's not true in every case, but there's a, when Chad retired from the Air Force, there was a lot of Air Force wives that I was friends with. And when Chad retired, it is like you are off the island of Survivor. You're off and you don't exist anymore. And the world goes on without you. And so there's a lot of women that kind of haven't talked to me forever that are still here. And I had a bunch of friends. I'm totally using this platform as therapy for me. So here's what I did, Kate. I've written everybody a letter. And if you get a letter, <laughs> in the mail for me and you open it up and it's like gold embossed uh, letterhead with a big J on it. Just know that it's a passive aggressive way of, say of me saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't want to call everybody and be like, hey, I know I haven't talked to you in three months, but like I'm moving. That seems weird. So what I've done is I've written everybody a note like, hey, thank you so much for your friendship. I just want to let you know that I'm leaving. And they're going to be like, wow, I have not been a good friend to her. It's a handwritten note or are you just typing these and printing? (laughs) Oh, each one is individually handwritten, Kate. I've spent time on this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So if you get one of those in the mail, watch out. You've been a bad friend. (laughs) So anyway, thanks to all of you guys for listening. Y'all actually know what's going on in my life. My mom is like, so did you put the house on the market yet? I'm like, mom. Sold. Okay. Thanks for keeping up. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Kate, you have what? What type of riding do you do? What type of horses do you have? Tell me everything. Yes. So right now I have um, my baby. His name's Ardo, which is uh, well, we say Ardo down here where I'm from, but it's really Arto, which is Italian for leg. <laughs> okay. Uh, he has long legs. Um, he's a Tennessee walking horse. I feel it's most appropriate to ride a Tennessee walking horse in Tennessee. And I like to do just pleasure trail riding. Um, he is a horse that I was rescued from, um, of course, the padded industry. So we've mm-hmm. done a lot of rehab on him, um, which breaks my heart, which is why he'll never leave because he, I just... Uh, warms my heart and then i have my two little rescue ponies um which as you all who've seen on facebook if i see something hungry it's coming to my house nobody should be hungry (laughs) so (laughs) i have those they're little gated ponies so i'm hoping in spring when they're rehabbed a bit more we can start some driving and um then my friend jennifer her horse at my house he's a a quarter horse which of course I, i have access to as well and that's all for now for the horse portion. Yeah, you have access to it because she's got two broken legs. So somebody's <laughs> got to do something. We've actually thought, we're like, oh my gosh, we could just harness up Arrow, put you behind him in the wheelchair and just <laughs> ground driving. <laughs> ground driving on a wheelchair. You know what? I found driving to be scary enough. But, but like, what if he pulled, got a little too fast? She'd be face first. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which she has been several times. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! Oh boy! Well, really, like with a with a wheelchair. I know it's not horse related, but kind of. Um, it is tough being on a farm. So anyone who does, you know, ha- live in a wheelchair, work in a wheelchair, have to be in a wheelchair. That that is so, and this is so eye opening for me. It's just mind blowing. All of the things that are so hard to access that we just take for granted. So. All you people in wheelchairs, you're doing it. I'm so proud of you. And if I can ever do anything for you, you just look me up. Well, you're you're helping somebody in a wheelchair. You're getting good wheelchair assistance experience. So good for you. That's nice of you to help your friend too. Yeah. And um, I mean, I would do it for anyone. So Jamie, if you if you go down on two legs, just let me know. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. But write that down, Jimmy. He just said that, and I'm gonna save that and I'm gonna I'm going to call him on it someday. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully not. Um, Well, Hey, we've got our first guest coming on and Jimmy, tell me a little bit more about this. It is a guest from medieval times in Chicago and Glenn did this interview. And this is a guy that's 
involved in the breeding and training of the Andalusians in medieval times. His name is Mario Cantares. I don't know if that's how you say it. It yeah, just sounds sounds fancy. good. <laughs> um, and so we're going to hear from Glenn. Uh, by the way, I'm super pissed that I didn't get to be a part of this interview talking about breeding and training and delusions with medieval times in Chicago, which, by the way, is a data guide that was like a rider there. So, I mean, come on. Anyway, you didn't bring it up. It I was going to bring it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> is your missed connection reaching out? I know, right? <laughs> it's um, all a very long friends. plot. I'm yeah, still friends with him on Facebook. Okay. So it's not awkward. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, you guys uh, here. Let's hear from Mario and Glenn. Well, in our people of wake segment, I am still over at the Equus film festival theater here. And I have Mario and Mario, you are with medieval times. You are the senior horse trainer. That is right. I'm uh, the, the senior head horse trainer, at medieval times in Chicago. And I got to tell you, I've been to Medieval Times in four locations and about a hundred times. So I have seen the show. I have a feeling that you like being there. Yeah, huh? I like, like the, the show. I love the show. So I'm yes. so excited to talk to you. Let's start with, I, they do their own breeding, right? That is right. We're actually one of the biggest breeding farms, Andalusian breeding farms here in the U.S. And where is that located? It's uh, in uh, uh, Chapel Creek Ranch in Sanger, Texas. Got I it. was actually there last weekend for our horse trainers meeting. And how many Andalusians do they have floating around there? Uh, right now, that is like 120. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, usually a year, we get uh, between uh, 25 and 35 babies a year. So those are the ones that eventually, when they, the first three years of their life, they spend at the barn, at the ranch. And then after that, they distribute every single little uh, three-year-old to different locations. That is uh, nine, eight in the country and U.S. and one in Canada. And for those uh, listening overseas medieval, and don't know what a Medieval Times is, can you kind of explain it quick? Well, Medieval Times is a uh, dinner and tournament a tournament show. So uh, it's a show based to uh, for the uh, based on the uh, 11th century, and it's like a big party where the king you're used in to a invite. That is right. You're, you're in eating. a exactly. Well, you actually get to eat with your hands. So you get to do. Uh, you get to see the show. Uh, the same time that you have dinner and and drinks at the same time with the uh, and this uh, actually this is our new show. Uh, we have a queen for the I first time in the saw history. It. Mm -hmm. Yes, I just saw it. I was yeah. very excited about that. Actually. It is yes. You know, it's a show too. I'm a horse husband, mm -hmm. and a lot of horse husbands don't like going to horse things. <laughs> I will tell you, this is a high energy, high action show that horse husbands and kids will love. It is yes. Actually, uh, I'm uh, from the uh, Chicago's castle, and Chicago is actually the biggest castle of all. Really? Yes. I didn't know uh, that. We feed that 1,500 people per wow. show, and we have right now uh, pretty much, which is finished, our busy season during the summer, and then now uh, the holiday season is coming up, which is gets, actually this month is the slowest. We only have shows usually from Wednesday through Sunday, and but pretty much during the summer we're very busy. Shows in the morning, and shows in the evening, doubles and triples. And how many horses do you have at each location? 25 to 32. Wow. And they're all housed right in that same castle. It's amazing how it's built. The I castle is actually just like a regular barn, well, actually with some updates because we have uh, heaters during the winter. We have air conditioning during the during the summer. We have 24-hour security. We clean and install three times in the morning, three, three yeah. times in the These evening. These horses are more taken care of than our horses. It that's is. For sure. I mean, no horses, no show. And <laughs> right. this is why we uh, actually, this is one of the reasons why we're here at Tryon, uh, the World Equestrian Games 2018, to kind of show the world that we really care about the horses and I think one of the most important things is to educate people to let, really let know that horses are 
not just were important back in the day, but nowadays are, uh, you can see how now a lot of people are actually using our horses uh, or any horse to, to, for therapy. For people, it's, uh, it's, it's good for the, for the human. Well, all of our listeners are horse people. So, yes. so let's, let's talk a little bit about the training. How long does it get them to tra- trained up to the point where they can actually go in the ring in a show? Well, it just depends on the horse. I actually start horses and riders from scratch. Uh, let's say that uh, I requested a horse back in the day, Medieval Times, when we first started in um, uh, Kissimmee, Florida, uh, 1983. We actually imported all our Andalusians from Spain. But now the company is pretty big. Eight castles in the, in the country, one in Canada, and the new one that will be opening in Arizona next year, uh, 1919. That is right. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. So we used to import our horses back in the day, but now... Medieval times, we have our own breeding farm in Dallas, Texas, in Chapel Creek Ranch. And uh, every time we need a new horse, when we retire, we have a program where we retire our horses between the ages of 18, I'm sorry, 15 and 18 years old, and then we get a new three-year-old. So we start from scratch. We introduce them for the first time to the arena where there is a, you know, we have to, uh, the first three months, six or eight months, uh, depending on the horse, uh, we introduce them to all the new environment, to all the new things, to the arena, to people running around, to shields being uh, head with the with the swords and the the, the medieval weapons, uh, people running around, uh, you know, all the sounds, the lights on the floor. You might think that you know when you go and see the show, you see the finished product, but you know before that you get to see riders that are bare athletic but they have no training so we train all these guys and horses well, I was from ask scratch. You, do they have to be have any horse experience or you none. prefer they don't none how about fighting experience like none. a renaissance fairs or any of that none, none of that none but none they have to go through physical tests and we do a lot of tests in order for you to be higher we don't just hire anybody well and i gotta tell you they they are good looking too let's they are. face it You're i don't know if you can tell right here <laughs> yeah that's right and the European, no, I mean, the, the females in the audience are very happy. Yes, that is yeah, right. Well, it, that's part of the, uh, <laughs> you know, for, uh, part of the uh, to be to play the part of the, the princess, the king. If you see the king, he's, yeah, a, he's a good-looking guy better with than the white me. beard, yeah, the long just like yeah, you, yeah. you'll be a perfect king. <laughs> <laughs> so now these horses are trained; they're brought in. And how many shows will they do? Will they do one show a day? Or? Well, we have backup for a backup for a backup. I was going to ask you that. Yes. Yeah. So you're, there is no, I mean, you'll see some horses. And the biggest routine is actually in the mornings where we, we do the training, uh, every single rehearsal. And the, if you really see the show, the biggest routine will be probably eight minutes, which is not a, really a workout for a horse. So in order for in order for us to have the horses fit, we have to do the main training in the mornings. Well, and then, of course, uh, uh not, uh, like I say, it's just like a regular barn. The hay arrives, the shavings, the farrier, uh, just normal activities from the barn. And of course, at 7:30 we prepare and we, the, we get the horses ready. The second crew arrives, uh, usually at three o'clock, and start getting horses ready for the show. And our show usually half an hour before the show, we're already warming up and getting ready for the show. And it's interesting too because I did see the backstage of this at once, mm-hmm. and how you have it, all the props because there's a hundred costume changes for the people and the horses. That here. is right. They're going in and out the whole time doing the different acts, and the way you have it set up, where all the every prop is where it's supposed to be, so they can grab it and go. That is right. We, like I said, we spend hundreds of hours training. Just uh, like for example, I started just as a stable guy, you know, cleaning cleaning stalls grooming horses and then I, I move up a little bit I become squire and the squire gets the horse ready for the night cleans all the weapons 
do the preps for the uh, for the arena before the show. And then after that, I became, I was working my way to become an assistant trainer and also a knight. And then eventually I finally got it. So I was doing both. I was uh, a senior knight. And then after that, I became a uh, assistant horse trainer. And then I only did uh, the knighting, the fighting, you know, doing uh, falls out the horse full of speed, the jousting, the, the fight. And then after that, I became more, I always been, I've been riding since I was four years old, thanks to, to my dad and my mom that I grew up with horses in a barn and everything. And we always did a lot of acting and singing. So medieval times was perfect for me. So uh, after that, I kind of, uh, not give up, but it was really hard for you, for my body. So I started leaning more into the horse training and I've been a horse trainer for, this is actually my 28 year with the company wow. at medieval times i imagine being a knight there's only so many falls you can take over a period of years that you're gonna it's gonna affect you a little bit yeah, a little bit yeah. <laughs> and that's why we spend a lot of a lot of time training uh because it uh, one fall can be you know you can twist a, a knee or an ankle or break your collarbone it can something can happen you practice what everybody else want, doesn't want to do that is right that's right <laughs> but if you do it properly eventually it pays off you know, well, it that's pays true, off because we're all it, coming off at some point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like me, I don't play brave, you know, trying to get a horse when he's three years old and he's full of energy and he's wild. I don't do that. I My system of training, I do uh, Alta Escuela Española, which is high school. And, of course, dressage, which is the main thing. And I do a lot of groundwork. I train my horses from scratch, uh, from the ground. And I do a lot of, on a round pen, we do a lot of walk, track, canter, both directions. The horse becomes balanced and strong. And eventually, we, we start making sure that uh, I, I desensitize the horses, making sure that they do, you know, pretty much every single exercise transitions up and down, and they do it smoothly. And we, I, I practice a lot. Like with the, a lot uh, of noise and stuff. That is right. Too, I practice yeah. a lot like the uh, uh, pyramid of training, which it starts yep. from, you know, making sure the rider's position, making sure that uh, rhythm, relaxation, uh, connection, impulsion, straightness, and of course, eventually, collection. It is so amazing what you guys do, and you can tell that the jousting horses are dressage trained. That you is can right. tell that yes. because you can just tell the way they pick up their leads, the way, everything. Exactly. You can tell that Same they, thing with the riders. Yeah. I think that, that dressage is very beneficial for pretty much any discipline. What is the hardest thing? So you got a brand new recruit that's going to become a knight, okay? Mm -hmm. What's the hardest thing for them to learn? Is it the fighting? Is it the horse work? I think it's the confidence, confidence. fear. I think uh, most of us will relate with that. I, uh, yeah. I want to be honest yeah, with you. All of us do. In the beginning, you know, it's first time a, your horse bolts, you relate is, to fear. It is intimidating. <laughs> yeah. But I think when you have the right instructor, the right people to take you through the uh, pretty much every single step, it builds up your 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 uh, stamina. It builds up your uh, I don't know if I say bright braveness or mm -hmm. being brave, right? And eventually, it's not about being brave. It's about being smart. You got to make the right decision at the right time. Uh, just like anything, I cannot teach timing and feeling. So it, it goes through repetitions. But before repetitions, when you go into practice, you have to have the knowledge. So it's very important to have the uh, the knowledge, you know, the theory about it, and then practice it. And then it'll take you, for some people that are very talented, it'll take just a few times. And some of us, it'll take a hundred times to get it to a point. It just, it just depends on the people sometimes, just like horses. Some horses are very talented, very well balanced. They have great conformation. They have a great brain. Uh, they are beautiful. They have all, they're the whole package. Sometimes it happens the same with some of the people. It takes, sometimes it, it, it takes less time to teach people. And sometimes you got to spend a little more yeah, time with the, the people that doesn't have it. the most time. That is yeah, right. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so uh, okay, I got to ask you, and I know you're not going to answer. So, is it predetermined which knight wins, or 
are they pretty competitive? Well, uh, in order for you to become a senior now, you have to have at least three years of training. Yeah. So, wow. and every day uh, we switch uh, the colors, we switch the... Uh, oh, so they do switch out the, all the, the same time. color each night? No. Oh, okay. Colors and winners. We, uh, uh, whoever is going to win the tournament, uh, we uh, actually we decide that before the show starts. Because it is a show. Yes. And it's, it's kind of like a secret. So yeah. nobody knows and everybody's surprised, <laughs> you know, watching it. But uh, I think that's the... Uh, people are part of the show. If you notice when yes. you went, you know, if you cheer and then you have, it should usually 250 people per section. Yep. And that's the people that is going to be cheering for your night to win either the medieval games or the fights or, you know, just uh, to support your, your team. And that's, I think, the beauty of uh, medieval times in our show. Do we still have the bad black knight? No, now oh, you, the bad black no, knight's no, gone. That's gone. We had twenty years of the bad black that's knight. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, he actually, I don't know if you knew, but he changes. We change our show every five years. Every five years. Every okay. five years, you're gonna see new music. We uh, actually have our own music now. It just seems uh, like I've seen him forever. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, you, uh, we have our own music that is produced is really uh, for medieval too. times only. And the acoustics in there, because these facilities are built for you guys the acoustics are great oh yeah they spend millions more of dollars. better than any horse show venue you're going to <laughs> yeah the sound system is yeah. uh, it's magnificent yeah, uh, it the uh, all the actors are uh, are people that queen the uh, the nc the chancellor uh the king back in the day uh they all it's it's life everything you see a lot of people think that it's pre-record but no everything is life all the uh talking you know it's done at the spot while the show is going on. Yeah, a lot of people thought that was recorded, and mm -hmm. I could tell because each show you see is a little different, and they'll make mistakes and bobble words and his stuff, and that's how I could tell it wasn't recorded. Yeah, yeah. But I know a lot of people think and the that. Sound, the sound, usually the sound system picks up also the uh, the sound of the fighting. Yep. You know, when the weapons hit, that, that the sparks fly, uh, the hit with the shields, when the horses are running, I don't know if you knew, but their main breed are Andalusians, right. uh, uh, Andalusian stallions. Uh, a lot of people, like I, uh, I said before, I said it before that, that a lot of people are intimidated by stallions. Oh, that's a stallion, get away. I think with the right, the right method, the right training, I have 17 right now and I can put them right next to each other and they can be behaving properly. Yeah. Of course, if you leave them alone, yeah. nature <laughs> is gonna take over and they're gonna decide who's the uh, alpha among each other. But in front of them, I'm the one who represents and I'm the main stallion. <laughs> And, you know, I, I, this is not a paid commercial, by the way, for Medieval Times, because no. I just love the place. I really do. Yes. Uh, and where can people find where the shows are? They're all around the country. If you just go to uh, www.medievaltimes.com, it will give you information about any location uh, that, has, that is all over the country. And then they can give you also information for whatever... Um, you know, um, things are going on. Sometimes there is a lot of good discounts going on, so yeah. you don't have to pay the full price, 60 something dollars. And that's actually the beauty of it, that if you go into our website, they will give you information. You just press which castle you would like to visit, and they will give you information there. Okay, so I'm going to bottom line this. Every listener here likes looking at pretty horses, and every female listener likes looking at hot guys, and that's <laughs> worth the $60 right there. Yes. <laughs> So, Mario, I know you're also here with your own business. Tell us about that. Well, uh, I actually represent my own business, which is MC Horse Training LLC, which if you are interested, you can visit me at www.mchorsetraining.com. We're also located in uh, Chicago and Maple Park, Illinois. Uh, and um, right now, I'm uh, in uh, this beautiful barn. It's an uh, elite barn. It's called Equestrian Events. It's a beautiful farm barn that has pretty much anything that you can think of. Uh, we have a 60 barn stall, and uh, right now, of course, uh, we have an indoor and outdoor arena. We have uh, 
uh, pretty much uh, security, same thing uh, all year round, is open all year round. And the reason why is because during the winter, I don't know if you've never been in Chicago yeah, during the winter. it's a little winter, windy and cold. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so what do people find, what do they get from you if you want? If they need help? Well, I offer uh, not just uh, training your horse from scratch, but it just I, I train pretty much any level. I offer dressage, Alta Escuela. Alta Escuela will be a high school from Spain, uh, airs above the ground halter lessons, Doma Vaquera. Doma Vaquera will be the equivalent of uh, the Western style but in Spain, of course. And uh, uh, I also uh, provide uh, working equitation uh, uh, clinics, lessons, training your okay, horse. I was going to ask you, so you're training horses and people? That is right, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. And that's right up outside, right near Chicago? It's only like, uh, I will say, 45 minutes to an hour from downtown Chicago. Okay. From uh, Chicago O'Hare's airport will be 35 minutes drive. So it's actually one of the closest barn to the city. If you want some help with your horse in that area, he's the guy to go to. Give the website again. It's uh, www.mchorsetraining.com. And you can find me also. That is right. You okay. can find me also at uh, Facebook, which is very popular right now, at Mario A. Contreras on Facebook. And we'll put links to that in our show notes for this episode as well. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. I'm going connected to the shoulder bone. The shoulder bone connected to the leg bone. The leg bone connected to the foot bone. The leg bone connected to the foot bone is a humorous reminder of how things are connected and dependent upon each other. But all humor aside, the health of your horse's muscles and bones are key to his overall health and performance. At Omega Alpha Equine, they know just how important your horse's entire musculoskeletal system is to his health and happiness, so they offer a variety of different all-natural liquid supplements. Omega Alpha Equine, all-natural supplements based on science to help all of your horse's connected parts stay healthy and perform at their best. Ask for Omega Alpha Equine supplements at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can visit them online at OmegaAlphaEquine.com. <music> guest on the line we have kyle of ottb training to talk to us about run blinky run hey kyle hi there how are you oh great you get to talk to me and Cade today and talk to us about this amazing story that this horse has um you were suggested as a guest from another listener of ours joy and so we had to had to find you and and hear about run blinky run yeah so um, Binky was actually, uh, bred in Kentucky and then raced a little bit on the, on the East coast before she ended up in Puerto Rico and she ended up running 96 times. So she ran quite a bit. Um, and she, after she retired from racing last year, she ended up being with Caribbean thoroughbred aftercare in Puerto Rico and lived through uh, hurricane Irma and hurricane Maria. So she was standing in water for almost 70 days during the whole hurricane last year. So she's been quite a, a special physical case. And then obviously with just so many years of the track, she, um, a lot of different owners. So she's going with me to the third makeover. We actually leave on Saturday to head down to Kentucky. Um, wow. yeah, and she, after that, yeah, she gets to retire to a really awesome, really excited for she's going to a, a home in Kentucky where she'll be living on like a 20 acre pasture with one other horse as her retirement. So she'll just be a nice, quiet husband horse for trail. Okay, let's back up. 70 days standing in water, that would make most horses' feet fall off. Like, what were some yeah. of the ramifications for that for her? 
That's insane. So she did end up with laminitis. Uh, so they had her in, uh, you know, then the rescue curve in third aftercare did a really great job of rehabbing her and doing what they needed. The the hardest part for them was, um, was keeping nutrition basically consistent. So Puerto Rico ran into a real problem with running out of hay, um, then getting supplies shipped in for, you know, it was bad enough for, for people, let alone then they had to have grain shipped in. So their, her food source was constantly changing, uh, cause they, it was whatever they could get. Uh, so when you look at her hooves, her hoof ring, um, her growth rings are really distinct. I mean, the, her, her front, her hooves are really lumpy, but the worst part of everything was I'm still working on clearing up scratches on her hind legs from last year. She actually was basically the point of hoof rot. So her heels were separating. Um, and it was just one of those where she was completely inflamed, um, from all the, you know, all the moisture. So yeah, we ended up with laminitis. They actually thought they were going to have to euthanize her because she got that, you know, lame on them. They had her in corrective shoes. She's now living barefoot. We've gotten her to a point that she's, her foot's growing really well and it's amazing what, you know, time can do. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, rough times. She was, she was one of the worst cases that they had down there then. So how did you get involved in run binky runs? next part of life yeah so i actually this will be my fourth year doing the thoroughbred makeover and um the executive director jen Reutz, have gotten to know her over the years and she had heard of um binky um and just kind of she reached out to me and said hey kyle this is a horse this is the horse you need to bring to the makeover this year she's got a great story we'd love to have her there so i kind of i followed up and and with caribbean thoroughbred aftercare with the team there and they had already scheduled to send her from Puerto Rico to Florida. So they'd already raised the $3,000 to fly her across and get her to a rescue in Florida called RVR horse rescue. And she was going to be there until they could find a home for her. So it was really just a matter of Jen Reutz from the, from the retired racehorse project reached out to me and said, Kyle, I think you need to look into this mare. I have a a reputation for being a a Bay OTTB mare guy. (laughs) So and and I like the war horses and the ones that kind of have really special stories. So it was kind of just a, a, the right match. By no, the way, I, Jen, Jen was on I, the show last week. Go ahead, Cade. Sorry. Yeah. The time when you got her was, uh, were her feet issues still ongoing as bad? How did you commit to that? Ooh. Yeah. So they, they're still, I mean, we've, so I've, I've been really thankful to have a lot of great sponsors come on board for her. So um, who farmer has been a huge help in helping to kind of just seal the, the, the hoof and let the sole depth get a little deeper. Um, easy care with, they make the cloud boots. They sent me a pair of cloud boots for her. So she was living out in those and anytime she'd, you know, anything. And then I have scoot boots as well, which, you know, obviously will protect it. But yeah, when I got, I got, she came to my farm in Ohio in April, I flew down to Florida in February to meet her. Um, she was at RVR at that point is when she shipped over there. And met her down there and then decided it was best to keep her in Florida until the weather got a little warmer in Ohio. <laughs> and also um, the ground saw that. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> April is a little, was even a little bit pushing it. Um, we didn't get much of it. We got a, a few hot days. It wasn't too great. And then um, went until the ground softened a little bit. But when she came up to me, she came off the trailer and she was still in corrective shoes. I pull shoes on all my horses. Um, and I've got a a herd of mares in the backfield that all have all thoroughbred mares that all have great barefoot feet, but it obviously takes time. So pulled her shoes because we were crushing more heel with the wedge shoes than we were actually helping her grow anything. 
So pulled her shoes and um, yeah, but she came off and she was the first offsite I took her to. I mean, she looked pretty much dead lame. We x-rayed ankles. And I mean, she also on top of it has basically the beginnings of high ring bone. She's got a lot of arthritis in her ankles um, to the point that she really has zero flexion. With seeing all of these issues, how are you, how do you begin your work? Because obviously you have some work to do to get prepared for everything that you're doing, but also your horse is in a seriously dilapidated condition. What work do you do? Yeah. To stop? Yeah, what are you entering her in? They walk, walk, yeah. walk class. <laughs> the walk, walk, walk. So we're doing uh, we're doing competitive trail and uh, my, and my philosophy on things too, is I always, I'll modify. So if there's an obstacle that is, canter work and we're not ready for that I'll, i will just take the, the deduction i don't ever go to the makeover to win ribbons i go more for the experience um with the horses and and just kind of the the community that's there so that's part of it but with her i haven't ridden her yet so <laughs> there's a i leave on saturday for kentucky the makeover we compete in uh, like 12 days i think is my competition day now um i've been on her bareback like two or three times but Kate, you're right. It's, it's been a, I had to give her time to just physically heal last night. She got a little sassy pants when we were working at Liberty. So she's showing me, she feels a lot better, which is great. I'm excited about that. Um, but it was a lot of time of a lot of groundwork. So she's been to off sites and I've done, we've done a trail, a mountain trail challenge show in hand. Um, and she did really well with all the obstacles. So I introduced them to everything and this would be for a healthy horse too. I, I put at least 30 days of groundwork before I even get on them. And just introduce her to all the obstacles from the ground. We do a lot of softening um, from the ground, strengthening exercises from the ground. So with ground poles, um, we do lots of trail walks. So she's been, we've walked into town. Um, we walk down the road. We, I do a lot of just hand walking and trotting in hand and getting connection there. Gotcha. Wow. Well, so, so, so do you have to be on her in 12 days at the makeover? Yeah, I do. And, and she'll okay. be, I mean, she raced 96 times. She's, she's rideable. Um, yeah. I, I was, my mare last year that I took, she had some ankle issues too. Uh, she had some chips and things and um, some really thin soles and all that. So we, I had my ride number six for her was her, was the competition day. And wow. she was a five-year-old. We did every single obstacle without a problem. I mean, she, we didn't place in the top 10, but we didn't place in the bottom 10. So, you know, she, she for ride six at the, the Kentucky horse park, six mile ride around the park. And this year, the format's a little different for the competitive trail. They're doing it more like mountain trail challenge. That's so in a smaller space. The horses won't be out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. a little bit overwhelming, but um, yes, she was able to do it. And then I'm also, I'm, I'm setting myself up too in the sense of I try and plan smart. So we're going down Saturday for a few reasons, it gives her time to really physically settle in, mentally settle in. And then on Sunday, we're compete, we're participating in the mountain, um, the mounted police, Lexington mounted police are doing a clinic. It's an obstacle clinic. So we're participating in that. So the really great thing is I'll get to the horse park and, you know, we'll be able to practice basically at the Alltech arena in with obstacles and other horses and drill team type stuff with the mounted police department. Um, and these thoroughbreds, off-track thoroughbreds, they can be ridden. I mean, they were ridden, you know, so many times in their racing career. The bigger thing is changing the language and that I can do from the ground. Awesome. Well, we wish you the best of luck. It's going to be so fun following run binky run. And again, Kyle is going to be out there and he has a Facebook page called OTTB training. Do you have a website, Kyle? Yeah, I do. It's also OTTB training.com. 
uh, simple enough, OTTBtraining.com. You guys can connect with him there. Where in Ohio are you, by the way? Because I used to live there, which is why I made the joke about the cold weather. Yeah, I'm a little bit west of Toledo in the Swanson area. Okay, gotcha. I was east of east yeah. of Cleveland and like the Menor area, okay. with the lake effect snow and every. Oh my God, it was like yep. worst winter. We were, we were just out at, uh, we were just out in Hanoverton at a Stonegate farm for a challenge last weekend. And I was out at Presque Isle Downs. Yeah. This weekend at, at an event there. So I know that area out there pretty well. Also go out there often. Good luck to you. At least it's not, it's a nice drive down to Lexington for you. And we wish you guys the best of luck and we'll be following you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks Kyle. Good luck. (laughs) Bye. Bye. A five, six, seven, eight. Beaches of Cheyenne by what's his name? Dan Roberts. Dan Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. They packed up all his buckles. Shipped his saddle to his dad By the way the house looked She must have took it bad The workers come on Monday To fix the door and patch the walls They say she just went crazy The night she got the call He was up in Wyoming, drew a bull no man could ride. He promised her he'd turn out, well it turned out that he lied. And all the dreams that they'd been living in the California sand died right there beside him in Cheyenne. They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That you can go down by the water And see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne Just her diary by the bed That told about the fight they'd had And the words that she had said When he told her he was riding She said that I don't give a damn If you never come back from Cheyenne They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That if you go down by the water You'll see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches 
of shine Nobody can explain it Some say she's still alive They even claim they've seen her On the shoreline late at night And if you go down by the water You'll see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne Every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne All right, and that was Beaches of Cheyenne by Dan Roberts Brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine now, uh, Kate, I heard that you have a bit of a performance flair. You like sing for a living, is what I heard? <laughs> well, I actually work for a children's theater. Um, so I do, I'm their coordinator for education and outreach. So I develop programs, try to get community involvement, and I also teach private voice lessons. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> me, me, me. <clears throat> I don't need any, but like if I live closer, I might just, you know, for the show, come and take some. It's kind of an opportunity. No, I do also teach diction as well because um, we got some speech problems where I come from. (laughs) You're in Tennessee, honey. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I'm from Georgia, y'all. Okay. (laughs) It's a lot, but I love it. It's fun. so, yeah, and then I, of course, sing at church, as everyone should. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anywhere I need to. Now, you mentioned you sing anywhere you need to. I got a message from an auditor that told me that I need you to sing a song on the show. And, I mean, typically it's it's my platform of singing, but I'm going to hand it over to you today. And uh, I'm going to let you take it away and, and sing us something that, you know, speaks to you. Oh, my gosh. I cannot do that on the spot. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Uh, Five, six, seven, uh, eight. Kickball <laughs> change, push, turn. No. <laughs> I right. can't even anything good that I would even sing right now at this bewitching hour of 845. You are doing a, um, you like constantly have kids in theater and you're doing productions. What are some of the productions that you've done recently? Yeah. So we have um, in our current production, we're doing Seussical, the Dr. Seuss musical. And we have about 195 kids involved. Oh, wow. uh, Kindergarten through 12th grade. So, yes, I'm constantly surrounded by children and then horses. They are so similar, aren't they? (laughs) Blows my mind. Okay, so there was a reason that I asked you what you were doing, what performance, because uh, I was Googling Seussical the Musical songs, and there's a (laughs) horse. Here's a Who song, and I love that movie with Jim Carrey. So, is there a song called Horton Here's a Who? There is, in fact. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I cannot sing <laughs> right now. <laughs> I am. Okay. So, I'll tell you this. I 
when I was in maybe like the sixth grade, I got really obsessed with yodeling. So I was like, I have to learn this craft. So, um, so I taught myself to yodel. And <laughs> this, let me stop you because this is the greatest news I've heard all week long. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> okay. So, uh, a while ago, I heard on NPR that there is a school in Switzerland that's now offering a master's in yodeling. Oh my god! So I've re-enrolled in college this semester. <laughs> Are you I gotta, serious? I got to finish my bachelor's so I can move to Switzerland and get my master's degree in yodeling. <laughs> what does one do with the master's degree in yodeling? I feel like it's more of a novelty. That's what my, my mom was like. Is that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> um, conversation topics, yes. <laughs> you know how many people I can impress with my master's degree in yodeling? You know what? I'm going to call bull on all of what you're saying right now until I hear you yodel. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. All right. So I don't know how well this speaker will pick it up. So I'm going to move a little bit away from this. Speaker move away. Because it's kind of loud. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, 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 I'm warm. Oh my God. That was amazing. Are you serious? That was you? That's me. Do it again. Okay. Oh my God. I would totally give you a master's. Wow. That was beautiful. Yes, I got so a little emotional. As soon as I get my master's in yodeling, um, I'll be doing weddings, funerals, coronations, whatever you guys need. Bat mitzvahs, like, it's all there. <laughs> you just go. Oh I I'm haven't like, seen a lot of yodelers at funerals, but like, it could happen. You know, there's a niche market for many things. <laughs> I have been thinking, I really want to get a horse-drawn hearse. Partially because I'd like to have that in my possessions when I pass, so people would be more inclined to use it. Uh, but also because I think that that would be f a fantastic thing that no one offers, in my area at least. I feel like in your area, like this is something really take off, really. And if you led the horse-drawn hearse with yodeling, like the driver was a yodeler, uh, you'd make a million dollars. Now, I will say... I'll. <laughs> We may want to change the verbiage when considering horse driving. We don't want to say may really take off. Um, maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> the business Mo model is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but then I had this random thought last night just popped into my head. I was thinking, what if dating websites were more like horse shows? Okay. Following? Okay. Okay. So we would have like different classes. So, you know, I mean, maybe the classes are uh, based on the type of people who might be in the class. So, so we could have a cougar class. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the 25th annual Putnam County Fair Show. Tonight's dating show will. <laughs> our first class up is our cougars, 45 and older. We're looking for 15 dates in the arena. And then. <laughs> They have to have an escort. So <laughs> are you rolling with me here? I'm writing all this down. I'm writing all this down. Okay. Um, if you, if you know anyone who develops apps, I think we got a, a market here as well. I really, I'm really good at 
niche markets, if you will. Nietzsche, if you will. <laughs> Nietzsche markets. I love it. And what I was writing down, Kate, is I feel like there is a segment that you just created for the show. And even if you're not co-hosting, I'm going to call you and the segment is now called and we'll get a sound effect. We'll have Chad like, well, now it's time for what is in Kate's head. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> I think lots of us. Well, maybe I should reword that, but I think it's going to be brilliant. Just brilliant. So um, what other classes would be in this horse show? Well, the the one that really stuck out, of course, was the cougar class. Um, mm -hmm. We can have we can have many options. Um, I'm trying to just just think here off the top of my head. What are some would other they, options? Well, would they like walk, trot, and canter, and jump some things, or <laughs> are we doing like? Is it like? I I mean, I'm just thinking of the possibilities think, here. Truly, I think obstacles are important. Um, we'll need to do like a heels class where everybody's in pumps. Uh, you got to mm -hmm. do stairs, you got to do escalators, you know, just to really help people find what they're looking for. You're right. I think you're right. You, you have created something amazing. Um, now I think that, you know, aside from the cougar class, you could have like the crazy cat lady class. Like those of oh. you who have over 11 cats in your apartment, enter this class. <laughs> and then you, you don't get to bring your cats for allergy reasons. Yeah, but obviously. We'd have to bring photos. The yeah, I mean they would have photos with them anyway, so it's like not a stretch. But I would also like maybe like horse obviously the crazy horse check class. We'd all be in that one. Yeah. The, it's but, like it's like the best in show. But I I mean that that one's a little bit tough because I of course would win every time. Uh blue ribbon here. <laughs> of but, course. You no, know, there's only one number one, and that's okay. You know, if you're thinking of dating classes, that begs the question, are you dating anybody right now? Are you single? Is this like a cry for help? This is a cry for help. I'm single, not ready to mingle. Do not come to my house. Do not call me. <laughs> Do not text me. <laughs> so you're open. You're open to it is what I'm yeah, hearing. My, yeah. No, my brother, who's a little bit older than I, he's, I, we're always just talking about this stuff because he's also single. Um, which my brother is more, way more eligible than I am. So if any of you single horse ladies, he's in the Memphis area. He's a doctor. Um, but we just maybe don't like being around people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of you single ladies in the Memphis area, there's a hot doctor that's available. And he's got a really fun brother. And don't call him because he doesn't want to meet you. Is that what you just said? Yeah, it's Dr. Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is great. All right, well, moving along. And by the way, you can email him. Kate, what's your email address? You find Kate on Facebook. You can send him a message about his hot single brother. Um, yeah. yeah, hit me up. You can follow me on the Snapchat. It's Cade Tolbert at Snapchat or Cade T. Smith at Instagram. Oh my God. You actually did do that. Okay, cool. Follow, follow him. Let's see what's going on. Somebody just told me that I need to get, when I moved to Oklahoma, a Snapchat and they're like, you need to get a Snapchat so we can like snap each other. Jamie, yeah. Snapchat. What? You don't have Snapchat. No. Oh my gosh. I'm so disappointed. 
well, t- I, I need a lesson. So there's a teenage girl here. I'm like, obviously I have to teach me. And so she was describing like we can like send messages back and forth. And I was like, why can't we just text? <laughs> it's different. I don't know. I love Snapchat. I think it's hilarious. There's lots of great filters. Um, I make lots of funny videos of my friend with the broken legs. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I think we all need to follow you for exactly that reason. What is your Snapchat name thing again? All right. So it's my first name, Cade, C-A-D-E. And then it's my middle name, Tolbert, T-O-L-B-E-R-T. Cade Tolbert at CadeTolbert.com or something. Uh, it's awesome. Hey, <laughs> moving right along, we are going to do a little bit of this. All right, this is just a reminder that if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. And these are not, these are, I didn't make these up. And I'm not making fun of people. These are people making fun of themselves. And so, uh, because you guys understand in this life, if we have horses and we have problems like this, our lives are awesome. Okay. So that's the underlying theme is our lives are awesome. Now to get to the not so awesome awesomeness, Kate's going to read the first one. However, let me stop real quick because a lot of you, the, the, the auditors, if you want to submit first world problems, you have to be an auditor and you can go to horseradionetwork.com to find out more about that. But anyway, the auditors are using this platform as a, like a venting and therapy group and, they're actually submitting real problems, Cade. Real problems. Oh, I saw. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry for you guys, but I'm not going to read your real problems because they're downers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really sorry for all of you. And I hate to like make light of it, but like the rest of your life is okay. So I'm sorry. All right, Cade, you read the first one from Carly. All right. Our good friend Carly. Uh, Jamie. Not only do I need boots specifically for Western dressage, jumping, show, and trail riding, but now I need boots because I'm a badass motorcyclist. I've lost count of all my boots. Oh, well, I guess I need more boots. I took a (laughs) license. (laughs) Oh, no, you have to. Just to make them flow. And I tell everybody, I have potentially edited yours just so it flows a little bit better. Um, If You may agree with me or may not. It doesn't matter. I'm reading it. Um, so Kayla is, by the way, that was really, really scarily well done. You might just take over the segment too. It's, we're going to have on um, Wednesdays, what's in Kate's head. And um, Mondays, Kate's going to read all of her problems. <laughs> all right. Kayla said, so I had to buy Nash a new blinky for the winter because his old one is too small. But like now I have this smaller, perfectly good turnout blinky. And I feel like the only logical solution is to get another slightly less chunky horse. Am I right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're All right. right. Next we have Mo who says, for perhaps like the first time in my adult life, I actually had a few hours with nothing to do. I considered going to the fancy mall to actually like buy things in person versus online. But then I looked at the map and it's 30 minutes away. Nope. <laughs> Mo, let me, let me commiserate with you a little bit because I had a bunch of girls that asked me out to dinner uh, last Saturday. They were like, we want to send you a going away dinner. And they were like, let's go to Scottsdale. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, before um, you continue, you said, my friends said they want to send me a going away dinner. So I just pictured your friends don't uh, want to. <laughs> like I'm in dinner by myself. No, sorry. My friends wanted to take me to a going away dinner. Um, my few friends. And then, so I, they, they said, let's go to Scottsdale. And I was like, nope. That's an hour away. I'm not driving an hour to go eat dinner and then like have a cocktail and be sleepy because that's what happens after dinner because dinner like after dinner is like 8 p.m. and I'm in bed by nine. And then you want me to drive an hour home after just eating dinner? No. So we went to the place close by. So like sushi. (laughs) We're going to sushi. (laughs) I'm so extravagant. Um, Carrie says oh my god i got like such a really good deal on a lightly used heavier winter blanket for my cold intolerant thoroughbred but now i have to find a neck cover to match and i might have to buy a new one at full price ah <laughs> harry never pay retail which flows into our next one from leslie she says ah, dang it jamie i didn't clean my winter blankets from last year now I have to either shake these off or just buy new ones. <laughs> <laughs> As mine hang in my barn. Covered. <laughs> You're like, this is about mud from about four years ago. It'll be all right. I would think, <laughs> like hang them on the side of the trailer and pressure wash them. Seems legit. Dude, that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> um Kristen, who apparently is going to go to the thoroughbred makeover and she posted this and i contacted her i'm like you have to come on and talk about it she says just in time for the thoroughbred makeover i finally invested in new show clothes for the first time in six years gorgeous cr ranch wear shirt new chinks new belt new helmet but now my boots have a hole in them and i don't have enough money to replace them you know what you should call Carly. She's oh got boots. <laughs> okay, and then we have Michaela. Jamie, I literally had to return my Supercell Dublin River boots from RW because they didn't fit. Guess I'll just buy more saddle pads instead. Uh-oh. Now, <laughs> on this one, my favorite comment was from you. You said, what is an RW? <laughs> Did you know what RW was? Riding Warehouse. Oh my God. I need to shop there. I'm just such like a Homer. I'm a horse lover's girl. Like, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Next clues. If they would go ahead and buy some advertising, then I would look at them. (laughs) (laughs) I can only spend so much money, Cade, every week on horse stuff, Cade. I know. Moving. (sighs) Yes, moving along. Uh, let's see. Chantel says, I didn't have time to watch all of the Harry Potter movies today in celebration of fall. She was. <laughs> she was chronicling her like day baking and watching Harry Potter movies all day, all weekend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love the next one. Abby. <sighs> Jamie. Can you Why hear is it me? on me? <laughs> can you hear me, Jamie? <laughs> I was helping my husband literally build a shed and I sliced my hand open on the tin, but I already overused my right hand when writing. Now it's going to be even worse, Jamie. 
Why couldn't I have just cut the other hand? <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. You're doing the rest. <laughs> that is, oh, I cannot. Why couldn't I have cut my other hand? Abby, that is such a first row problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but this is the hand that I like. I really need to train myself to bleed out of my other hand. So. <laughs> All right, you're doing the rest. I'm just sitting here laughing. All right, Jessica. So, like Jamie, I ordered my rapid pickup from Pandora <laughs> on the way to the barn, and they made the wrong latte again. Oh, my God. Literally, I should have just gone to Starbucks and gotten my pumpkin spice latte like I initially planned. Ugh. Oh, so sad. The, the next one, by the way, comes from Stephanie. Um, yeah. Some oh, name got deleted. Oh my gosh, this one made me so sad. <sighs> Jamie, can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay, you're there. Sorry. I, didn't <laughs> I had to miss a date with the one that got away for because like my pony was off his food and his eye was swollen and like oozy and dripping. But then at the end of the day, it's like his eye was swollen and oozy and drippy because he had hay in it. And it's like a hundred percent better today. This is the guy I literally crushed on in college. Like I always wondered what had happened to him because he's like not on social media. He's like way cool. So I could never like find him. I randomly ran into him a few blocks from my job the other day. And now he's moving to LA. So I literally missed the boat again. <laughs> Stephanie, please. Stephanie, Stephanie, my brother would love to have you. Just move to <laughs> No, your brother would not love to have her. Your brother doesn't want anybody. <laughs> I always said, my brother, I'm like, you have terrible taste. Like, just terrible. He always dates these pageant girls who are just like, not the ones. I'm like, you can't bring her home. She's not coming to my house. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um Stephanie, I feel like your horse, I know his name, his name is Luke. I feel like Luke is trying to keep you away from guys. So just every once in a while, tell him no, mama's gotta go get it. Mama's gotta go get laid. Like, let's be real. <laughs> mama's gotta go get some Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips, and you are not involved this time. <laughs> You're not going to ruin it for me. Okay, you're reading the next one. Go ahead. All right, Kyla. I have someone interested in boarding at my barn, but they're like, ooh, 15. They have a wonderful Thorbred cult. What could possibly go wrong? Am I right, LOL? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. 15-year-olds are so much. I have so many of them in my life. Oh, my God. I know. It's All right, moving on. Duran. Ugh. I've been doing horsey and other fun stuff. So I recorded all of the WEG. Jamie, what's a WEG? Thank you, Jackass. That's WAG. Shut it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I recorded all of the WAG coverage and I can't decide what to watch first. You know what? I was going through that this weekend and I just made it through all of it. So you just got to start at the beginning and work your way up. Yeah, or down, even. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Lindsay. 
She says, I can't find a cute enough bandana for my dog's one year gotcha day. I literally can't spring print one at spring print. Cream print. <laughs> screen print one at a time. <laughs> Um, the fact that you've corrected me several times for things I've said during the show and via instant message, I feel like that was payback. But like, here's the thing. I correct myself. So <laughs> I had like a little bit of self-correction available. Maybe I'll call you out. All right. Next to go to Joy. <laughs> All right. So guys, like I'm getting married on Saturday and I'm only going to be able to see my horse like twice this week, week, which sucks because like I decided to sign up for a horse show the Saturday after my wedding. And then I'm moving all three of my horses the day after the horse show to the new barn. And like, I have no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Cortini, it's your turn. My hybrid needs a new accessories battery. I love accessories. And it has to be like special ordered. So I have to drive my old diesel farm truck, which gets like 17 miles per gallon. And it has no AC. And it's like totally still summer in South Florida. <laughs> First of all, I love that you're making all of them, directing all of them towards me. Like they're complaining to me. And I love the names that you're giving everybody. Carry on, carry on. Next comes from Hi Larry. <laughs> I can't Martin Clinic or is it Board Martini? I don't know. With the rest of my barn because it's on a Monday and I literally used all of my vacation time to move into my new house. Mm. He teaches diction. Carry on. Last okay. one. Ruth, it's your turn. <laughs> um, so the bleachers at the WEG didn't have USB. What's a USB? You know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, like the WEG didn't have USB ports, so I couldn't charge my phone. It's like primitive at Trinon. <laughs> 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 oh there you go he's taking over the segment <laughs> you'll hear him every monday here on horses in the morning uh kate it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show i've thoroughly enjoyed it it has been one of the most looked uh look forward to shows in uh, recent horses in the morning history so i do appreciate it i would like to give you a platform to say a few words to your fans <clears throat> First of all, I'd like to thank Jamie, Jenny, Jem, Juicy, John, 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 and Glenn for all that they do for the horse world. <laughs> I have learned so much, and I want to thank all of my followers and fans who have taken this journey with me. Um, follow me on social media. Come to my farm, but only come when I'm not there because I don't want to see you. <laughs> have a hashtag blessed day, horse world. <laughs> Yay. Have a hashtag blessed horse days, spay, neuter, and gill. Thanks, Cade. <laughs>